Hey, brother. Hello, brother. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 6 of Match Wits. I'm your host, Steve, alongside my younger brother, Chris. That's me. Hey, if you're new to Match Wits, this is a nostalgia-infused pop culture podcast where two brothers separated by seven years. Uh, I'm seven years older than Chris. Uh, we talk about a whole bunch of different topics um, as it's gone on for through the seasons here. We get to season eight, um, get a little less structured, uh, knowing that we'll be able to cover a bunch of different topics. We kind of have some some loose structure to it, a little bit different than we when we when we started. Um, so Chris and I were talking. Uh, oh, I should mention uh, if we disagree on something, um, particularly on a fact. Uh, we'll do what we call a dimwit challenge, or basically a dollar bet. Um, I'm seven dollars into the hole now to uh, to Chris, and there's I don't think there's any real way I'm going to get out of it. But <laughs> no, 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 you're not. Oh, well, on this episode, oh, go ahead. It's funny because I went and played. I think we're probably going to talk about the coronavirus, but we went and played. I played our my neighborhood has a huge poker game like every six months, and it gets all the the dads get together and play poker. And so I tweeted this out earlier, Steve. I didn't know if you saw it, but I was using the Doc Holiday line from uh, Tombstone, going, "Forgive me if I don't shake hands to all the people that." I didn't know, so like I wouldn't shake right. their hands, and only one dude got it. Like one of the, I think there was sixteen. I knew like six to eight of them, and the other eight did get it, and yeah. the one dude did. And I sat next to him and played poker all night, and now we're friends. <laughs> he, he just turned, he looked at me, he goes, "Is that from Tombstone?" And I just smiled. I said, "Yeah." I was like, "I've been using it to everybody all night, and no one's gotten it." And he goes, "I absolutely yeah. love that movie." And I was everybody like, else thought you were a jerk. Yeah. And- well, no, dude, I don't care what anybody has to say. You think I'm a jerk because I never like shaking hands to begin with. So this epidemic or this pandemic is just giving me excuse not to. Forgive me if I don't shake hands. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, and speaking of pandemic, right? So we live in right outside of Seattle, which <laughs> is at least ground zero for the breakout of of this. Of this virus, right? That particularly that nursing home—I forget the name of the nursing home—which um, is the, up in Kirkland. Go ahead. And the floating petri dish that is that cruise ship off of San Francisco right now. Like now, it's it's spread to everybody there. So it's like we armed them. It's like we went from it was only a few people, and then we quarantined them all together. And now everybody on that boat has it, and now we have to deal with. Well, that. wasn't that boat? And again, this is—we're not a factual news broadcast no, here, so. No, we're not. <laughs> We're no, gonna we're, we're going probably spread some rumors and, and get facts wrong. There is no fact checking, uh, but I believe that cruise ship was on its way to Hawaii and they turned it around. Yeah, and now it's sitting outside. It's it's in a non-commercial port off of San Francisco. Yep, or in San Francisco, but it's in a non-commercial port where they're trying to get enough tests to test everybody. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's weird, yeah. man. Like this whole. The, the whole time frame is we were talking about it off air like I wash my hands pretty regularly to begin with and now everybody else you have to rely on to wash their hands just wash your hands people please <laughs> please for the sing, love of God wash sing your hands. ABCs or happy birthday and wash your hands my bloody animals um, so and, and and so I travel so first of all so I'm in ground the epicenter of the the breakout right which is primarily it's not exclusively but it's all linked back to a uh, uh, an elderly care facility here in kirkland washington um, they just came out this morning and 70 of the employees um of that yep. facility tested positive yep steve um, that's not what i'm concerned about i'm not concerned about you i'm pretty sure you already have it and i'm just more concerned about you spreading it to everybody else yeah you plague monkey so i went to i travel for work a lot and i was in dc this week um, for an event, and it was interesting the dynamics at this event. Where we're sitting there at a lunch, like a seated lunch, where they're and everything, and you tell somebody you're from Washington, you don't have to say Seattle. You say Washington, and they kind of scooch their chair, sure, <laughs> a little bit away from you, sure. So it was interesting. And then the two of the speakers at the conference I went to, one is the the the, the CIO for the. King County, which is King County, is where we live and where the where that uh, elderly care facility is. So she did not make it, mm. but the CIO for the state of Washington was there. They were both speakers at this conference. So, anyways, so it's interesting. It was it was weird. You know, the the flight out on Tuesday was pretty. I don't want to say empty, 
But for this time of year where you have winter break and you've got business travel at a peak and, and conferences like the big Hims conference, which is the health um, information management conference in Orlando, which is like 40,000 people, they they canceled. They canceled um, South by Southwest, dude. Yeah, they canceled South by Southwest. They did. Uh, so and we've been talking about this on the podcast, Emerald City Comic Con, mm-hmm. which is the Seattle Comic Con. Um, typically, they don't do refunds. So about a week ago, they came out and said if people are worried about their safety, um, we'll allow for if one-time thing to get, get a refund. <laughs> like If you're, you're concerned about coming, we'll issue a refund. But just keep in mind, like if you pull out, you know, a lot of these small vendors, this is their lifeblood. This is where they make the most of yeah. their money for the year. Um, and then they came out on Friday, and we got an email saying they're actually postponing it till the summer. Um, so they're going to give everybody refunds and they're going to do it again. Cause I think DC pulled out and some of the big, yeah. Um, San, I, I, the San Diego ones, I, I heard everybody's pulling out of too. Like Marvel pulled DC pulled. It, it's just one of those things. We're going to have to shut down for a little bit and give the, give the yeah. country a thorough cleaning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the it was weird because get the the planes were a little bit. I got bumped up to first class, which is nice, but the <laughs> planes were a little bit empty. Um, you know, the hotels weren't all that busy. It's it's just it's it's weird. Everybody's like like slowing the roll, and you know, Maya's <laughs> scheduled to go to Europe uh, in a month. Yep, no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, she's on a you know, her travel that she's been looking forward to for forever. So sure, it's it's tricky. Um, and you know, out here, they're they're uh, and and they've done a good job out here. I think overall, the the communication about this virus has been a little weird. Um, you get mixed results, particularly when you talk at like the CDC and our and, <laughs> and our uh, administration yes. on, on what they're doing. But locally here in King County, again, we're kind of at the epicenter of this, and and particularly in in the Toma School District, we are been really good job communicating what's going on. And why, right? So they have not, they have not shut, at least in our area, shut down the schools. Now, again, we're way, we're way far away. Even though we're in the same county, we're 20, 30 miles away from, um, from Kirkland, where the, where the elderly care facility is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought up, uh, like, one of the things is why they haven't put, like, closed schools or gone to remote learning. And they've explored remote learning. We've got emails that they're exploring. Can they give every kid a PC? Can we set up? I mean, what about the kids that don't have Wi-Fi? All that stuff. So they're 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 working through all that. But one of the things they said is, you know, a lot of the kids that are in the schools, of course, their parents are the primary caregiver or the or the um, the nurses and the doctors and the hospital administration, like all the people that are helping fight this. Well, if you start canceling schools and they don't have anybody to take care of their kids, either they've got to call off or they go to the what they call their secondary care people, which is typically grandparents mm-hmm. right so now you're putting kids yep. around the the highest risk group so they're saying we're going to keep the schools is they're doing these like shut down cleaning until they find if they if they if they test and find out a kid in a school or a teacher or whatever in the school has it they're going to mm-hmm. shut it down but until then they're going to kind of ride it out so it's crazy, dude. Like, and then I forget who came out. It was either Netflix or whoever's hosting it right now. But the movie Contagion, the one that uh, Steven Soderbergh did with Matt Damon about the spread of a, a new virus, has has shot up in viewership. It was like it went up like seventy three percent in the past like two weeks, and people are starting to watch zombie shows a lot more now. I was like, oh great, good mass panic mixed with uh, social medias bad for this thing it is that this whole thing is um is fear-based yeah right everybody like if you look and i don't know if it's the same out there where you are but where it is like here because we're so close like literally they've got to put a like you like at costco last weekend there was a line out the door yep and we're getting that what are people buying toilet paper (laughs) toilet paper and water it's not a blizzard yeah, it's like, not a blizzard. You're not going to be well. Yeah, it, it's not like the uh, public works are going to shut down. It's not like our toilets and all that stuff yeah, are going to shut down. Our, You're still going to have water. But people don't know what to do, and they're no. when they're afraid, they need to do something. And I think the gut reaction is go to the grocery store, stock up on milk, yep. water, and whatever toilet, toilet paper. paper. 
Dude, like uh, in Australia, there's people getting knives pulled on them on in the the toilet paper aisle because they were trying to take what was left. Some dude pulled a knife and was like swinging at people. Like, all right, everybody, calm down. It's it's crazy, and it's all it's all fear based. So on on my flight back on Friday from from DC, I sat next to a woman who's a nurse. Like I sat down, and she's wiping down the whole sure. area, and she looks at me. She's like. I did this before the coronavirus, and she's like, "This is antiviral." Because a lot of people run around with like the, the originally, I think the word like the antibacterial stuff won't necessarily kill a virus, but I think they right. came out and said Purell will yep. because of some of the other stuff. There's alcohol in it or whatever. Um, but she she's wiping everything down. She's like, "I did this long before," and and she's a nurse, and she's a nurse that does. Um, I think she Infectious. said she did she did hospice care. Mm, so, so she's getting calls and everything. And so the company she works for, Providence Health, which is like the big healthcare out here. It's like UPMC in Pittsburgh, right? It's like Providence is all up and down the, the Pacific Northwest. Right. Um, and they're just going out with all this information. And one of the things that's funny because we're in, in first class, and there's a guy like right across the aisle who's got a mask on. Yeah. And she's like, the thing with these people in these masks, or the 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 masks that you need that are really going to work, they have to be fitted to your face. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you can't. So everything, everybody, everything's doing is to make themselves feel better, and yeah. it's not really based on any science. Well, the, which the is, problem. Also, the problem with the masks is now that now the first responders and people that work in the healthcare industry are having problems getting the masks. And so, like, the, right. the, they had an interview with an ambulance driver, and she goes, "What if I don't have a mask and I somehow come come down with it, and I and I don't show symptoms for you know two three weeks? But one of my first six calls one day are all to nursing homes, and all of a sudden now that entire that that little cough that I have is going to kill." You know, 60% of that nursing home that I've gone to because right. other people at home have these masks that I need to be able to use at work. Like, just be realistic. It's just, it, let's not take it from away from the people that need them. Like, it doesn't necessarily help you not get sick because of the way people wash their hands. It's, you're transferring right. it to the mask and then, you know, you're pull, using your hands and you're touching that. And when you take it off and now you're getting it on the inside and, it's just there's so much disinformation out there that it's not yeah it's it, and it's tricky and 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 people are dumb and, and that's that what usually what it comes down to steve it's it's think about how dumb the average american is and then realize half the population is dumber than that <laughs> right <laughs> well and 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 again it's not like and it's there, there's just not a lot of facts and the fact yeah. i mean and the facts that we know is it yeah it's 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 it's, it's highly contagious so is the flu, mm-hmm. right? It is a flu, but just a it's a it's a flu, and it's like I believe again don't, don't we don't fact check. Um, <laughs> it, I believe the uh, the novel coronavirus. It's not new. It's no, been around. It's the nineteenth version, Steve. That's what the nineteenth stands for. Like I'm, right. I'm, again, this is one of those things I haven't looked yet because we have Lysol spray, but I believe coronavirus is listed on. The things that that kills, but not this version of it. Right, it's like, a strain. It, it's a strain. Yep. It's what the nineteen is. It's the nineteenth version of this coronavirus that we've seen, and this one's just mutated and doesn't respond to what we have to fight the old ones. Yep. From what I understand, again, we're not fact checkers. Like this is all the stuff that I've glanced over yep. on the internet, I've heard and in the background I, of and, news stations. And in the interest of being part of the problem, like, I don't know if we want to spit anything else and give, we're not going to give any advice. No, and again, wash, except go, wash your hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wash What's your that? hands. Don't touch your face. And yeah. look at what Weird Al posted on Twitter. Oh, the Did thing you, where he's my, the, my Corona. He said he was, wasn't going to touch it. No, no. Yeah. But after that, he had a, it was just says, do not touch face all in capitals. And then he's got these little hands that come out and start touching his face. And it's like, it's like his hands with little, uh, little like finger hands that go on the end of his fingers. Yeah, okay. you, you have to watch it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but I think the problem is it, 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 people are getting advice from Twitter, from, yes. fa- from Facebook, from friends and whatever. And they're really, like, they're ignoring facts or they just don't, they just don't know what the facts are. Right, because there's so much information out there. It's information overload. We can't get to what it is. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to tell people not to worry about it, but you know, just like if you have, <laughs> I guess one other piece other than washing your hands, if you have questions, you should call like your your 
primary care physician, right? Yeah, or call a doctor. Doc, call yeah. a doctor. Don't go to the emergency no. room. Just Don't call. go to the doctor's office if you feel like you have symptoms. That's the other thing they came out with is this call, right? Mm-hmm. And they can tell. They can diagnose you over the phone and give you a test. The last thing you want to do is go spread this thing around. So, Wash your hands, you animals. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, you animals. Good. There you go. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, yeah. It brings up some interesting things, though. I mean, because we haven't, and, 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 <sighs> I say we haven't had something like this, but we have. Yes, like, we have. I remember, you know, so Brody's, what, five? Yep. Yeah, so he's at the, like, five and under is kind of a, uh, as a slightly higher risk yeah. than, than like, my and Charlie, right? Yeah. But I remember back when it was the swine flu, right? Yep, yep. And I think they called it the Asian swine flu at one point, mm-hmm. right? And I remember that, and and we went, and we when they came out with the the vaccine, we all went. I remember having us to hold Maya down. She was four or five at the time. Wow. I had her feet. Janine had her arms. We had to hold her down because she hated needles. It was traumatic to her, but we're like, we don't too want bad. you getting that thing. Yeah, it's too bad. But, like, but that was, but that birth. was very similar to what's going on now. But social media wasn't quite as popular. Sure, because. Swine flu had to be at least 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. I and then SARS. To... SARS. Yeah. And then SARS. whatever else. Like, you know Ebola. what I mean? Ebola. And, and one Ebola. of them's going to get us. Like, I think that's the whole thing, right? <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's why zombie shows are so prevalent. And like, post-apocalyptic end-of-the-world stories are real compelling. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm not a sucker for them. I was yep. huge into zombies. They just Everybody has made a zombie movie now, and they're just not all that good. Not, there's nothing. There's nothing. Well, I think there's, there's too much Walking Dead going on. That's why people are stocking up on toilet paper and water. Get, if you get a chance, there's a South Korean movie called One Cut of the Dead that you should definitely watch. Uh, you haven't probably. It's. I think it's only the rent. I think I spent four bucks on it for the HD version, and it's about this crappy film production goes to make a zombie movie in like this old radioactive town, and it turns to be like actual zombies there. It's really good. So I recommend that. I'm going to lay off the zombie movies and maybe the uh, outbreak slash contagion sure. movies for a while. Yeah. Sure. You want to spread the panic. Um, uh, you want a different recommendation, Steve? I know you like music. Have you watched Yesterday yet? The one where the guy wakes up in the, the... He gets hit by a bus and he wakes up and it's a world that they don't remember the Beatles or there was no oh, existence of the Beatles. Did we talk about that or somebody maybe told me about that? I just it it came on randomly last night when I was getting I was actually getting ready to go to bed and it came on I got it right from like the opening credits and I was like all right so I sat down and watched it and I watched I think three quarters of it it's really good think about it Steve like there's no way you can check your your knowledge of the lyrics so like he's a diehard Beatles fan and knows most of them but then every once he has to go back and he has to recreate them from his head to as close to as possible. Oh, it's really, wow, it's funny. It's really good. It's a, I didn't realize Danny Boyle directed it, the guy that did 28 Days Later and... Oh, nice. This true, whatever, the Sun one. But yeah, no, it's really it's really good. And then you forget how great... I don't know if you forget the, how great the Beatles library is, but watching him recreate all the songs, you're like, oh, I forgot they sung that, or I forgot they wrote that. It's it's really good. So. It's a it's amazing when you go back and look like oh I forgot that was a Beatles song or I forgot <laughs> that was a Beatles song, and or, or other artists. But, um, I have Marvin Gaye anthology on vinyl. Yeah, you forget because a lot of those have been redone, mm-hmm. right? But you like it hit after hit. You're like oh my god I didn't realize or I forgot that that was a Marvin Gaye song. Yeah, or he's or, like so he wrote it for somebody else but still recorded a version of himself. You know himself. And yeah. then loaned it out to other people. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny. It's, but, I mean, I love the Beatles. One of my best friends from high school was a diehard Beatles fan, so I got exposed to it very early. And I, all throughout college, I listened to it. So I, I have a, a, fond, a fondness for the Beatles. But you forget that catalog is so big, and mm-hmm. they only were together for a short time. So it's amazing. Well, it was a decade, at least. Sure. Wasn't it? there. I yeah. I mean, it was 68. Wait, no. But then he'd still take like take one out in the middle where Yoko was all up in his business and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's this, yeah, yeah. It's less. It's right around the decade, maybe a little less. But still, it was a hit machine, and mm-hmm. it was good. It was progressive, and they went through their weird like they went through the Sergeant Pepper phase and all that other stuff. Well, that's what he tries to. 
like when he, he he starts writing all the Beatles songs and he becomes like this international sensation. And they're like, all right, what do you think about naming your album? He was like, I don't know, like the White Album, Abbey Road, or Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Cub Band. And the one guy just goes, that's a lot of words. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you try to convince somebody of the greatness, because he, he first plays, uh, I think it is yesterday, right after he wakes up from being in his car accident, he wakes up and realizes that no one knows or no, he gets a guitar for his birthday. And he, they're like, all right, play a song. And he plays Yesterday just because he knows it so well. And everyone reacts like, that's the most beautiful song we ever heard. Where did you come up with that? And he was like, I didn't write that. And he was like, the Beatles did. And then he starts talking about how great and legendary the song is. And the one guy was like, getting a little ahead of yourself, man. And I was like, you just wrote it. And he goes, like, it's good. I, I recommend it. All right. Another thing, and I get you know, I get sucked into Netflix. We're going to talk about television shows, and we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff on Netflix and Amazon Prime. I get sucked in, and I was I was waiting for Janine. We're going to start a, a, a reality cooking show um, that we're, we're binge. We're, we're making our way through. I didn't say binge watching because we only watch one episode at a time. <laughs> All the seasons of MasterChef. We're only on like season six or seven, so I don't say anything. Um, but we're waiting to start. I was like flipping off. I had Netflix on, and there was a documentary on ZZ Top. <laughs> that I started watching, it was really good. Like we only watched, like I only watched like the first twenty minutes about how they all came together. Like you just don't know that story. I, and I don't, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm pretty well versed in music history, just due to you and my general curiosity. And I don't know crap about all I know about ZZ Top is Frank Beard is the only guy without a beard. It's the, it's, the only, right, yeah. it's the only thing I know about ZZ Top. I mean, obviously some of the some of the music, but like I couldn't tell you. About yeah, and them. they're not like everybody's like they're a blues like they're not a blues band. They're a rock band. They have a very definitive sound, and it, they just started getting into it, like how they came together and and all that stuff. Really, it was really pretty cool about where 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 it all came where it all came from, how it all came together. I mean, those guys were playing with Hendrix like <laughs> individually, like way back in the in the day, and they came together, make ZZ Top. But you know what what became. Like nobody, I think Josh Holm from um, Queens of the Stone Age was talking, and he's like, because they're interviewing him. He's like, nobody knows anything about these guys, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, beards, uh, hot rods, and uh, you know the music videos from the eighties. Like they had a, they had a very deliberate brand behind what ZZ Top was, and you don't realize what, what, and so it was kind of cool getting where the guys came from, how they got together, how they clicked. I mean, they've been. They have a three-piece band that's been together, I mean, as long as Rush, if not longer, right? I mean, it's – and how they make that sound so big. So it was, it was pretty cool. I haven't finished it, but it was one of those things like I wasn't planning to watch. I didn't sit down and be like, I really want to watch a ZZ Top documentary. But it was like, here you go. What's new? Yeah. What's trending? <laughs> What's Click. trending? But that's the so, problem. Netflix has turned into the, the virtual thrift store. It's weird because of the prevalence, the <laughs> yeah. prevalence of streaming services, and there's just so much out there now that Netflix. I mean, they're, don't get me wrong; they still have a considerable amount of really strong original properties and stuff. But the rest of it's kind of a thrift store. You just kind of have to search through for the gem. You're gonna get a lot of ill-fitting T-shirts until you find that like 1982 Motley Crue tour T-shirt that's like weathered enough to be super comfortable but not falling apart. Like, it takes some time. So every once in a while you find a ZZ Top documentary that's really good. So, yeah, and I think that's why I'm guessing they're promoting it because it's a Netflix original. You know what I mean? Probably, like probably because with all of these companies, you know, like Disney pulling back all the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff and all that, and you know, stupid dude, the, stupid coronavirus is affecting the film industry. They had to suspend. They, they China closed all of their movie theaters all of them have been shuttered for like two weeks you're not allowed to go see movies in a theater which is killing box office results for movies that have gotten released that mulan movie steve is going to absolutely tank because it's just it's just not going to premiere in china like they're just they don't know how they're going to do it they might roll it out where it's like you know you you can spend 50 bucks and watch it from home just because the Chinese (laughs) box dude the asian market is so big for the international right the international box office that when it when when china's entire movie complex is shut that that that's it's it's affecting everything they suspended production on i think it's mission impossible 7 the one, the, the most recent Mission Impossible, I think they're doing two right back-to-back. They're shooting in northern uh, Italy. 
Eh, not anymore. No, <laughs> you're not. You're not shooting no. anywhere in northern Italy. That entire that entire region has been quarantined. So, okay, it's it's affecting absolutely everything. So, yeah, weird. I get to work from home for two weeks. I wish. I wish. By the nature of everyone's like, you're gonna work from home. I'm like, I don't think you really understand the nature of my job. Like, I have to go see these places. So, like, I'm right. Just, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I'm, luckily I got a nice. Uh, like, I'm just gonna save me an hour and a half of commuting time every day. There you go. I'm gonna be super productive here for the next uh, two weeks. Yeah, I am traveling I though. I have a trip scheduled the week after I'm going to Nashville. I have also uh, seen The Shining, and I, I see what happens when you, you bottle people up for two weeks, three weeks at a time with no outside. <laughs> right speaking so, of i just watched dr sleep if you haven't watched that Steve, if you get a chance it's really good that sequel to the shining mm. mike flanagan's the man it, i sat down and did after i watched it i did like my whole top five working directors right now so if we can use that for a future episode but let's do it's, it it's a good it's a good sequel they the the way they recreated some of the the stuff from the shining and he rebuilt it from he went and requested the blueprints for the stages or for the sets from the Kubrick estate and build it exactly the way it was built in the in the movie itself and the actors look just like it like they get the girl to play a young Wendy Torrance in one of his flashbacks like the Shelley oh, wow. Duvall role and she's really really good and so it is they do a lot of like the magic in, of the story itself is done similarly to the original. They use some of the music from The Shining, like the, the big ass organ that opens it up, and they they recreated a lot of like the the camera movements. So it feels like it harkens back, but it's Rebecca Ferguson plays this girl named uh, Rose the Hat, and she's like the leader of like these spiritual vampires that eat The Shining. Like they they can actually pull it out of people's souls and eat it, and it makes them live forever, or basically for a really really long time. And she she leads this cult that's going around and finding people who have the shining. And then a grown up Danny Torrance helps this girl named Abra, who's like the most shiniest person on the planet, or something. So I recommend oh, that wow. too. And but it led me down this whole Mike Flanagan. I don't know. Did you ever end up watching The Haunting of Hill House? No. Okay, no, he's, he did that, and he's no. he's he's been working in like horror movies for a while now, and I got wind of him back when he did this movie called Oculus. It was actually the prequel. It's about this haunted mirror called the Lassiter Glass. He did this really good short where this guy found this old mirror and is trying to prove that it's haunted, and he like puts it in a room and turns like you know fourteen cameras on it from all these different angles, and then uses the footage from that to make a movie out of. It's it's pretty cool. Oh wow! So, yeah, so I, I take a lot of your recommendations. I didn't take the I didn't take that one. Um, horror is not my number one genre, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I will say, and, and we're going to talk about this. Um, so your last recommendation to me, which was a text, I think it was a week ago, right? Um, yeah. Right before I traveled, um, I started watching it in DC this week, which was Hunters on yeah. Amazon Prime. You're like. I could find the text. Like, watch Hunters. If like, just watch the first scene. I think is what you <laughs> said. Um, let's see. And you did. Start, here, here. I'm gonna read. Start the series Hunter on Prime, or at least watch the opening scene or two. I'm only three episodes in, so can't vouch for the quality overall yet. But damn, compelling so far. Their marketing was way off. So <laughs> way off. I, I watched it. I think I'm on episode five. So where are you at? I'm. Sorry, I haven't watched any since I recommended it that day. <laughs> so you watched. So you watched three. I watched three. Okay. Damn. You have a hard time finishing things, don't you? Yeah, dude. There's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> well, I'm not one of those people that focuses and watches. I, I watch a, a certain amount and then I forget that it's there. I, it's on Amazon Prime. I you have haven't to... finished Mindhunter yet either. No. That's a, now that I know it's not going to end or end properly. No. Man. Anyways. Hunters, I thought, was really good. Um, again, I'm, I watched two more episodes yesterday. Um, so, again, I think I'm on episode five. See, like that's... Right. Out, out, I, out of I, ten. And, I'm more, Steve, I'm more... I, I don't binge TV as much. I'd rather watch... Because of what I want to do eventually, I'm f more film-based. So, like, if, I'm gonna, if I have two hours to spare, instead of watching two episodes of an hour show that's 10 episodes i'd rather watch an, a one two-hour movie 
because it, it starts and stops. I don't have to try to get back into the, the flow of the series, try to remember things. Like, that's one of the things, especially ones that are really dense in their mythology, like The Witcher. I You either have to rewatch the previous season, hope that they give you one of those half-hour recaps of all the plot <laughs> right. points that you missed, yep. or you have to kind of remember on your own. So, like, Hunters. I, I watched the first, you know, two and a half or two hour, two and three-quarters episodes. But then going back, I have to remember everything that built up to it, or the drama and the character moments don't land as much. Where right. movies are self-contained. It's it's a two-hour journey that I'm getting a start, a middle, and an end. And, a, and a, a, hopefully a satisfying conclusion to a story rather than I'm only getting a, a quarter or a fifth of the way through a series and then having to go back and figure out where I left off. Because a lot of those character moments and all the dramatic tension builds from previous moments, and it, it's just hard for me to get back to that space when i could watch something else you know what i mean like it, yeah. it's it's over and done with rather than loose at loose ends or threads that haven't been finished so that's all like when Nef- when like stranger things or something comes out i watch it immediately i watch like you know two or three episodes a day so i could watch it over the course of three days four days rather than one episode one week two episodes the following week and watching it over the course of right. six weeks two months so I still haven't watched Stranger Things the last season. It's good. Yeah, I'm watching it. And I'm like, is it too late now? I should go back and watch it. But anyway, so But Hunter's it, happens. Good- it, it it gets released to the ether and if you forget about it, like Mindhunter, I very rarely well, even when like I've watched stuff on Netflix and I should have watched Mindhunter rather than the garbage that I did watch, but you forget about it because it just doesn't there's no immediacy to what's what's there as soon as you turn on netflix it's trying to throw stuff at your eyeballs so you're just like oh this looks interesting i'll watch this easy top documentary instead of you know what i mean like that right. that's just what happens and it, it's yeah, tough AD, add culture sure so and i'm thinking so got i got two things for you so um completely off topic but flying <laughs> first class from lax to seattle on friday um i'm in the second row on the aisle and it's there's clearly uh, they're they're either I think they're husband and wife and they're business partners and the guy's on the phone like literally almost to the last second and he's having somebody like re- review a contract right like hey I want to review a contract and then the woman is obviously reviewing a script like a printed script with the with the binding I don't yep. know what, what you call them the little rivets the little, little rivets yeah in the script. And, and I'm like, I am, tr- I'm like, I'm, I'm in, I'm like, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> and the type is big enough that I can almost read it. Like no. I, can, I can read Cur- from- courier, courier 12. It's, it, it's designed. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's designed to be difficult to read for more than a space of like five feet or more. Yeah. It's- but I want to say this was bigger because I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out words it and, but i'm trying to see what's on the cover of it like what the name and i was like i almost took a picture like i was always i was like that's a complete privacy violation i know she's here on the flight just but she's minding her own business reading this thing and marking it up like she is yeah. she's ripping this thing apart but i wanted to see what I, i'm like what, what are they pitching what is it and it had a weird i should have wrote it down because i could make out like on the covers it was a word i'd never heard of it was like a one word, like string, uh, string, uh, I don't know, string something, stream, stimulation, something like that. Sure. Not stimulation, but it was something. It's like two words. That, like, it's like almost an invented word. But anyways, I was, I was, I was dying to know what it was. Like I wanted to just tap it. I was like, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you reviewing? What is this? Is this like Matt Damon's next project? Or, but I'm pretty sure they weren't allowed, like, you can't take those things on airplanes. Yeah. Depending. If it's you leave it in the seat back in front of you or whatever, and and the fact that the the market is so prevalent with like mid to smaller mid productions, like we yeah. don't necessarily know that that was, you know, a Matt Damon hundred million dollars extravaganza. No, I don't being, think it was. Those people don't fly commercial. Like, exactly. <laughs> it was probably exactly. yeah, it was probably a you know a TV pilot or for like a, a non main network. You know, like yeah. li- Lifetime. Who knows? But it was just interesting, and so it brings me to like if I break down Hunters, and this is probably not fair to Hunter because first of all, I really like it, and I didn't know what a lot of what it was going in. Um, 
I, to your point, I don't know what the marketing was trying to do behind it. I see it everywhere because it's an Amazon Prime property. It's oh, a, a Prime original. Um, but but it's just, like... <laughs> Amazon doesn't know how to market their stuff properly. That's That was my point, is that it was kind of positioned as more of like a historical drama about like that's not necessarily true it just didn't do it justice i guess like it it was it it didn't sell it for as much as i enjoyed the first three episodes it didn't i was never like oh i'm gonna go watch this it was just like oh look al pacino's doing a show jordan peele is the executive producer i'll get to that eventually and it's it's almost amazon's fault i don't i i just don't go to peele was executive producer yeah i think so dollar bet dollar bet yeah, he's involved in some. I, all right, well, I got to. Yes, I think he's. Oh, an executive he's listed producer. on executive producers. Damn okay. it! <laughs> um, eight dollars in the hole. Eight, God. That's eight. Yeah, but that's what I mean. And so it's like, funny. I what... looked over. So, little pet peeve here. I don't know if you noticed. IMDb has removed everything but actors. And if you want the more details, you have to get IMDb Pro. Oh, did they really? Yeah, because I was, I was like, because it, it no felt way. stylistically like I was like, this has got this has got like a little bit of a Tarantino vibe to it. I was like, is he involved? And I was like, who produced this? And other than seeing that it was written by David Well, who I have no idea who that is, other than right. looking up him on IMDb, I found out the only remarkable thing is that it was actually based on stories. His grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Yeah. Remarkably, they're from the same town um, in in Poland that we can trace some of our roots back to. Fun fact, um, but that was the only thing, and I'd never seen this guy before, whatever. But and I was like, where did all that go? Because you used to be able to click on cast and crew and get everything down to like everything Cra- was listed craft in there. Services, yeah, like that's yep. no more. Holy cow! When did that happen? You can get the writing credits and the 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 actors. I don't know. And it was like for the more click on here, get IMDb Pro. So now I'm on Wikipedia. Jeez. So I was looking because I was like, I was like, somebody had to be involved with this because stylistically, it feels like I don't know. There's some stuff in it that reminds me a little bit, of, like maybe of Tarantino. Yeah, they do some campy things. I, I sent you a text on. They're like, yeah, like where like. Well, that's that's they also make one of the fun reasons. of Nazis. They make some Nazi hunter shows. They make fun of Nazis a little bit. They do a couple of weird, like the way they did the intros in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, what happened there? But so, anyways, that's that's also one of the reasons that I didn't necessarily want to review it yet and give like a hard sell. Like that's why I it was to, it was sold to me the same way I sold I sold it to you. That opening scene with Dylan Baker. Doing the the barbecue and then the the survivor of the Holocaust shows up with like the friend of his and he just kills everybody in cold blood and gives the big speech like that was unreal as an opening scene like you want to talk about a way to hook the audience right away and then the second part is a a, a reasonable discussion of whether Darth Vader was the bad guy <laughs> like that those are two scenes that are designed for weird historical nerds like me. And film like movie nerds, right. and it, it it caught me, and I was I was in, and the the problem that I, I run into is that it, it, Pacino's Yiddish accent is hard to hear sometimes because he mm. he's so old now and he growls, and now he's got yeah, this yeah. this this Yiddish accent that's kind of hard <laughs> to understand in the first place. So like I had to circle home. And I went back and watched it with, or I turned subtitles on, so it tends to be a little bit distracting. But I, I didn't get. All the way through it, so I don't want to yeah. give a hard sell on it yet. But that opening right. scene is the way I was yeah, sold to me. The, That's but the pitch on it. This is the way I broke it down. It's Al Pacino, Percy Jackson, mm-hmm. the dude from How I Met Your Mother, the sheepish reporter from Unforgiven, and Carol Kane. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, pitch that. I was like, I didn't realize. I was like, that kid looks so familiar. I was like, oh, it's Percy Jackson. Well, yeah, he's done other stuff. I know, like, but yeah. he's Percy Jackson. And the dude from, like, the See, guy I never plays... watched Percy Jackson. Like, that's... Uh, I've never seen uh, any of the yet. Percy Jackson movies. Yet. yet. Oh. And then Lonnie, right? The guy Lonnie was, like... And he's he's got sideburns and everything. He's very It's very 70s. Is the dude from How I Met Your Mother. Like, the main yeah. character. I was like, didn't realize that. But, um, and then I recognized the, you know, the couple is Carol Kane. Um, and the guy that was the reporter in Unforgiven, he's done other stuff too, but I was just like, 
that's what I remember him from. He was kind of that sheep. I don't say sheepish, but the guy that was writing the story, Unforgiven. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was like good. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I'm in. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, sure. I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Well, you got to watch it. I'm two episodes ahead, but I'm feeling like we're getting into some plot twists, which could be cool. Yeah. Right? We'll see. If it's just the same thing over and over again, it'd be like, all right, it's gonna. You know, they're tracking down. They're tracking down Nazis, but it's got it's all it's all kind of coming together. So we'll see how it how this season wraps up. Yeah, we'll see. That's why the I other... don't want to talk about it yet. That was the only reason. It's because I hadn't finished it yet. That's yeah. why I even that's why I prefaced it in my recommendation. I said, "Look, I can't vouch for the entire series run, but the first few episodes that I watched were compelling enough for a, sh- a small recommendation." So there. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. I would yeah. Give it the first couple episodes. Give it, a, give it a watch. We'll, we'll Dude, circle am, back on I it once you're done. I am reeling on the fact that IMDb doesn't list that shit anymore. Like, reeling. That's where I used to go fall down and like, oh, the, I want to see what else this guy was the production designer up for. So I would or click the director on of it. photography. Yeah, all that stuff's behind a paywall. That is ridiculous. Screw you, IMDb. <laughs> that is, that is, like, I don't know when that happened, Steve, because I was using it the other day to do exactly that. Like, oh, I really, this looked really pretty. Who did, who, who did Mike Flanagan work on Dr. Sleep with? And that's, I fell into that hole and found a, father, a few other movies that he made. And I wrote it on the back of my notebook like I do all the other stuff. And now I can't do that. Wikipedia. There you go. That's <laughs> very trustworthy. I don't know why I trusted IMDb. It was another private company that held all this information. But it seemed to be more plugged in. But I've also dealt with IMDb before getting like you know credits fixed to my IMDb page. So I also yeah. know that it's run by a bunch of buffoons. So take a personal war at imdb now sure let's do it let's mobilize our 20 listeners let's doing? do it nothing on my phone was ringing and it was the uh, sorry i was i was trying to figure out who it was i can't multitask no all right yeah but you can't get you can't get the uh you can't get the other stuff on wikipedia like you can get producers you can get production company eps and some of the some of the cast, but yeah, we'll see. So IMDb, that's a big that's a big step back. Yes, it All is. Right. The other thing I wanted to talk about, I know you're not a big fan of this, but I, I, it, we have to we have to deal with this, right? So I'm and I this goes back to this whole thing about Netflix and getting sucked into things and whatever. And I don't know how I ended up on it. People started talking, <laughs> and and maybe I just need to stay off of Twitter because like all I really do is I follow people have to do with Cleveland sports. Oh, boy. Right. Which is a toxic environment anyways. But anyways, they, a bunch of people were talking about this Netflix show, Love is Blind. Are you familiar hey. with it? No. Yeah. No. It, it 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 introduced me to the idea of cringe watching, which I didn't know was a thing, but mm. it is a thing. Right? That whole idea of like, it's like a train wreck, and you're like, this is not good. I need to watch the next episode. Yeah. This is not good. I need to watch the next episode. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna set you with up the premise here, and um, and then we'll talk about reality shows because I when I when I inventory what I watch on a regular basis, when I watch stuff on Hulu and I watch television, it is ninety percent reality. It could be classified as reality, reality television. Sure. Um, which is that's as the whole thing I want to talk about a little bit. So I'll give you the premise of. Do you know what the premise of Love Is Blind is? No. So I'll, I'll give you the premise as well for the listeners. So the idea here is you've got um, it's like any of those like other dating shows. I don't know. They're, they're like I think there's ten guys in their like early twenties to their early thirties. Same thing with the women. And the whole idea is you have it's an experiment, right? And it's hosted by Nick Lachey and uh, his wife. Is it Veronica or Lachey? I don't know. Funniest thing is when he. She introduces himself, says, I'm such and such Lachey, and he says, and obviously, I'm Nick Lachey. <laughs> obviously, which, huh? Which is like... <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah, that was trending on Twitter for a while. Obviously, I'm Nick Lachey. Anyways, it's an experiment. So, 10 guys, 10 gals, and you have 10 days, and you're dating, you're doing like dates every day with these other, like you're dating, the, like you're meeting the 10 women if you're a guy, but you can't see them. Right. It's you're in these little pods like these like 
decked out little rooms with a couch and they have wine and you're and you're trying to build the, the whole premise is you can build this emotional bond with somebody before you see them and is is, is love truly blind whatever and you go through 10 days and then you have like if you're a girl you get proposed to if you're a guy you have to propose and if you don't then your your time on the show is done um so remarkably like and the idea is you're going to propose and then you're going to get married like three weeks later that's the premise of this show. It's kind of like what are the, like some of those other ones. What is it like ninety day fiance or whatever? Same same principle. Like you're gonna, but you're not gonna see the person, and you go through it. I I don't know why I got sucked into this thing. Like it was, and then I'm watching and I was like, they're completely weaving narratives into this thing, right? Which is what reality television does. It's not just people sitting around. Yeah, the with, script. The cameras. script that they give these people to read <laughs> on these things that they claim to be real. Steve, come on, man. Like, they're, they're designed to suck you in. Like, cringe-watching doesn't... It, it still shows up that you're a viewer, and you're going up, and you're like, I, right. I need to watch more of this. And there's no such thing as ironically watching something, according to viewers. You're just eyeballs that are watching it. So yeah. stop watching it, or they will continue to make right. it. It's not... Hor- you, well, yes, it's it is. Not, when, okay, it's, well, Steve, that, sound, that sounds ridiculously <laughs> stupid. Anytime you get anybody <laughs> trying stupid. to... W- reality TV's... Di- like... When you said you wanted to talk about this, I immediately was like, dude, I don't watch. I mean, but I do. Like, the, the Lego Master Show I, is technically a reality show. But, like, that's those are artistic people doing artistic things. Like, Face Off, the, the special effects show that was on whatever. Ink Master. So I, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. I, I prefer those type of reality shows versus the dating ones or the the parking the parking ones in like the tow company ones in wherever in Georgia where right. they go and steal people's cars. Like those are clearly fake and people are clearly like, they're like, no, that's, that's totally yeah. real. Like, no, it's not. But they, like, but storage they still, wars is fake. Yo, they all, but they, they, that, you have to like, you blur a line between fake reality. Like, like the storage wars where they're planting valuable items in it. That like that's over a line versus these rea- all these reality shows that they edit to re- to weave stories out of footage, right? It's all or, or manipulate the people to do the storylines and then they have the yeah yeah like say it. this say that right yeah yes. so right and I've probably talked about this on the podcast before like you know my kind of the the guy who's done most of my tattoos is was one season one of Ink Master Shane O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't make an appointment with him knowing he was going to be on the show. I just made an appointment because he did really good portraits. And right. then I went there like the week after the the finale aired <laughs> and he won Ink Master. Like literally I, was, I, I went there. He, he he won the week before and I was there. His phone was ringing off the hook and everything. And, and I was talking to him and it was like. He's like they edited it to be closer than it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was like, like they had otherwise it would be not interesting. Sure. He's like they they he's like they weaved in some of these narrative stuff, and 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 if you go back and watch it right, and I didn't watch the whole thing, I only watched like two episodes before I met this guy, and you go back and watch, you're like they're totally making this guy out to be like kind of a dick, mm. and he's not. He's just very deliberate. Like he's very matter of fact. He's. To me, it reminds me of a lot of people we know in Pennsylvania where they just they lack a filter and they just say things right or wrong with no empathy. Like they have no huh. EQ, right? <laughs> That's not, not a dick. He's just saying like, yeah, I'm better than this person and he does better and he wins. And everybody's like, oh, he's kind of a jerk. So they weaved all this together to make it compelling television, sure. which – and then if you look at – like if I, I went out and, I, of course, go to Wikipedia and you look like this, the amount of genres and subgenres of reality television – I would have to imagine it's the vast majority of content being produced today. Sure. Sure. Like, so you have the documentary style, right? Which is you have soap opera, subcultures, professional activities, right? Which is your ink master and your Lego builders yeah. and your whatever. Like, and I get sucked into those too. Like, I, was it forged in fire? Yeah. Was the, it the, the, like the sword making? Yeah. <laughs> I've like, watched that. It's like you want. I'm like, why am I watching this? But like, it's not. It's not bad. And then the financial transactions and appraisal stuff, like the the storage wars. Yeah, no, give me give me Antique Roadshow if you're talking about those ones. I like Antique Roadshow. Antique no, Roadshow. No, no American BS. Pickers. Yeah, but like even those American Pickers ones. Like if you're gonna present the kind of information, like I'm okay with the Antiques Roadshow 
not visually interesting. It's more just about, you know what I mean? Like it's shot from, like it's it's a camera on a tripod rather than all this yeah, yeah. fancy editing try and, you know, all this editing and special effects and noises and things like, no, no thanks. Just give me yeah. the old dude that's been studying Native American, Native American artwork for 50 years appraised this dude's thing that he found in his grandmother's garage. Like, give me that. I, yeah, I love the history behind that stuff. Yeah, and I get sucked. I, I used to... Like, Watch Antique Roadshow. I mean, think about it. Like, if I go through these genres here, right? So you've got documented, documentary style, structured reality. And structured reality is special living environment, court shows, investments, outdoor survival, self-improvement makeover, the re- the whole renovation, HGTV is a whole network sure. of all that. Business improvement, um, social experiment, which I think this is what that... Love is Blind thing would be in. Hidden camera yeah. shows. Supernatural yeah. and paranormal. Oh, my God. I, I went through a whole phase of getting sucked into. I still watch Ghost Adventures. Zach Baggins is such a tool. It's such a douche. Yes. Like all that, I don't believe any of that stuff, but I still watch it he's all the, the time. He's kind of the big the not, he's spiky-haired like dude. The, the ghost hunter guys. Yeah. He's the, like the spiky-haired, like millennial-looking. Goth, goth yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. And, then, and then the hoaxes. Like if you look at the like what is it the um impractical jokers yeah impractical like, jokers I get sucked into that or that one that dad likes with the with the magician comedian the something effect carbonaro oh, effect car- carbonaro effect <laughs> carbonaro I like that like but those yeah. are all, there's skill stuff involved in yeah. that versus the and then I you have know. the whole reality competition subgenre which is the like the co- competition game shows the dating sure. based competition the job search ones the sports and and all that. So when you look at it, like I did a months. quick quick inventory. I don't know that I watch on a regular basis any show that is scripted. I mean, <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. That's that's not a fair statement. Yeah, that wouldn't fall in one of these. We watch a lot of cooking shows, sure. and they're either they're the competitive shows, they're you know whatever. Sure. And, and the thing is, they're super. If you look, I mean, a I, I, like, I don't know they. It's really easy to put out a bunch of content. It is. Because it's, it's, you don't have to pay actors. Cheap. You don't it's have to pay writers. Yeah. You don't have to, like, I think that's why it took off. If you go back to, sure. you know, like, the go back to the, at least for me, I'm sure it was before, uh, what was it, uh, Real World on MTV back in the 90s, right? Yeah. Like, MTV was struggling with finding original content. that was like Music videos were expensive to make. Yes, they and were. they and there wasn't a ton of them, so they just kept playing the same 10 over and over, and they would go out as fashion so quick. So they came out with this whole real-world thing where they put a bunch of people in an apartment in New York, and it was like it was compelling. And it, I don't know if it's still going on, but it was super cheap to make. Sure. You didn't have to pay, the, you didn't have to pay the actors anything or the people in it anything. Um, One of the it, most gratifying shows that I absolutely adore, and Aaron laughs at me all the time. I put it on if I want to take a nap. Do you ever, do you ever watch How It Gets Made? Where it's just they, they show you like a product that's made in bulk, oh, and they just oh, show yeah. you. It's the most like it's the most soothing thing to yes. me because it's all symmetrical and it's all a rhythm and it makes it the same time every time over and over and over again. Yeah. Something to me, something for me is that is so soothing to me. Like when you see that kind of stuff go and they have like the really calming music. I put it on. It's like golf. It's like if you as soon as you put that on for me, if I lay down on a couch, I am out for an hour easily. Like and it's going to be one of the best naps that I'm going to have. I love I love that show, but that falls in a. Re- reality tv when you told me that we were going to talk about reality tv i immediately go to the dating ones the bachelor and that's everything it's all this is all reality tv if it's all about real life and it's not scripted or that's a lot of these ones are scripted like even like the how it gets made is scripted there is a voiceover narration that has to tie together what is being seen so there is a script and a writing but that's but that's all falls under the umbrella of reality TV. So, yeah, you're right. I understand that. I, and, and, and even, like, the ones, the competition-based ones that I really enjoy, like the face-off. A friend of mine that worked on, did the special effects on Charlie, that, that horror movie I did a while mm-hmm. ago, was, uh, she, was a, she was one of the pre- preliminary entrants onto face-off. And they, she said that they actually will do things to the molds to create drama and tension like if someone's getting way too far advanced or in front of somebody else, or it's just like, yeah. all right, they have they'll, they'll poke holes in it or they'll manufacture <laughs> things. And right. when I heard that, I was really disappointed. But 
what was I expecting? So Right. So if you go back to season six, episode sixteen of Matchwits, we, we did our guilty pleasures. And my guilty pleasure and I don't know why. It's a I just don't the Curse of Oak Island. I just yeah. I I'm fascinated. It's got the history element like it, it, it's the Al Capone's vault thing, right? It's like they don't ever. I mean, they find stuff, but nothing any ever like earth shattering. And if they did, I don't know how they would keep it under wraps. Yeah, exactly. But I watch it every Tuesday. <laughs> I will, I'll watch Curse of Oak Island, and then I'm like, oh, the season's over. They didn't find anything. And I got to wait for it to debut again next spring or whatever. So, yeah, it's so much. And you go like the outdoor survival ones. I went through the Bear Grylls and mm-hmm. oh, like Naked and Afraid. <laughs> have you watched that show? I've never, I've never watched. Do you know the episode. idea? Yeah, no, I'm familiar. I watched Discovery Channel enough to see all the yeah, ads. They all drop over the place. A, a guy, a, a guy and a gal in in a remote place with no clothes. They huh. get one survival item, and they have to live. They have to survive for 21 days. <laughs> Which it's coincidentally, you know, why it's 21 days? Because about as how long as you can live without food. There you go. Right, you can do what three. Three hours in the elements, three days without water, and three weeks without food. Sure. So uh, it's interesting. We've watched people do some, like some people, like, and and the ones that are really good survivalists, I'm sure they introduce stuff. Sure. Like, because they're like, this is boring as shit because these guys are like, they found a banana, they found a banana tree and they have water and they're just sitting around in the sun. They're like, eating the weather's ba- nice. Eating bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. eating bananas. Like, they might get scurvy or something. Wait, no, that's not from bananas, is it? No. How do you get Scur- scurvy? Scurvy's from lack of vitamin C. Lack of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Well, and then I watched the one time these guys, the one girl was getting really sick. So her partner like in the middle of the night, went into the producer's tent and took some granola bars. <laughs> they <laughs> caught him and threw him off the show. Because, sure. I, I don't know. But all of those, like if you think, like even stuff like I went through a phase with, um, uh, what's the what's the Shark Tank? Yeah, no thanks. With those like, guys, like pitching I'm... ideas. That's always cool stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I don't like so the shows it that it, 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 that's making it, that makes the sharks' life so much easier. That now they have a place where like people are just consistently pitching them products in a controlled environment, which they're getting paid to do. Like it's just that's why I, that's why I specifically don't watch that show. It's just like why should I watch the show that's just making your life easier? You're the sharks. I'm not supposed to root for you guys. It's like I, I, they, I'm sure that like the way they they position or present the the people that you root for that are coming into pitch, but no, I don't, Mark Cuban doesn't need any more of my money right now. <laughs> right. Well, and then yeah, it, they look at like the sports genre, like when Cleveland was on. Um, what was it? Uh, hard Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, and then they yeah. have the Building the Browns, the web series that the Browns actually put out. It's like by the Brown State Media. Yeah. Like I'll watch that stuff. Sure. Like, so, my my question to you is: is it is it? I mean, is this just what we're in for? Is like, is it the is the episodic, yeah, scripted show? No, like it's the not, Goldbergs. That's not gone. That's not gone. It'll never be a hundred percent gone. There's always going to be a, a need for fiction. Right. No, no, no. There. I don't mean is it gone, but is it going to go? Is it going to end no. up on? Is it going to end up on Netflix or Hulu and wherever where it's like it's you're not watching it every week you're it, getting them all at once? Yeah, but would you would you sit down and watch three episodes of Masters? Well, yeah, I mean you are now, I guess, but I don't know. It, it's it's just that it's in proportion to everything else. There's just a lot of everything now. You know what I mean? There were, there was always been reality based shows or shows yeah. that focused on reality, but now there's just so much of everything. Cause there still is a lot of episodic fiction content out there that people watch. Sure. Scripted stuff, you know, narrative devices mm-hmm. versus reality, but there's just so much of everything that it seems like all the numbers are inflated. Like there used to only be two cooking shows and now there's 20 or oh, there used to be there's one. Ne- there's two show. networks of cooking shows. Exactly. That's what I mean, Steve. Like, so when we were growing up, there was only, I mean, but the food network has existed since we were kids. We used to have cooking. I, what, isn't that what supermarket sweep was on at the beginning? Yeah, but that was like on TLC. Was it? I don't remember exactly, but like I, that all of those shows. Dollar like, bad. It was on TLC. Come on, you gotta sure. give me a chance to get a dollar sure. bet. Sure. 
I don't know why Supermarket Sweep would be on the Learning Channel. All right, Supermarket Sweep. Are you going to have to pay to get on IMDb, IMDb Pro for that? So stupid, Steve. That makes me upset. Then you managed to piss me off during this. Even though we were talking about reality TV and I didn't get that animated, and now I'm all pissed off about this. IMDb. When did it... Uh, when did it... There's an ABC version. There's a Lifetime PAX version. Okay, so you were wrong. Quite, wait, hold on. Where, where did it... <laughs> no, the, the, nowhere in there did it say TLC or the Learning Network. So Revival? When did it start? <laughs> I, I remember watching it with Jen when we were kids. Like, that's... I don't know, 88, 86. Let's go to IMDb. Hold on. That was on Wikipedia. I don't know that uh, I trust it. No, I don't, I don't trust it either. That's the problem. Screw you, IMDb, or give me a free IMDb Pro Pass. You can get a free 30-day trial. I don't know. That, that just pisses me off. But I guess people are using it the same way I was. And... <laughs> Man, that was... Uh... Yeah, I don't know if I can get it from here. Does it tell you? Does it tell you when it de- debuted? All right. It's making for compelling audio. Yeah, we'll just say Chris on. won. We'll say it was on ABC and PAX. I don't see anywhere that it was on TLC. <laughs> Broadcasting Network, yeah. American Broadcasting Company. ABC, yeah. Thanks. Yes. So All that's right. another dollar. So now you're up. You're up to. You're down to nine. I'm up. I'm up nine dollars on you now. <laughs> supermarket sweep. On supermarket sweep, and whether Jordan Peele. Was you weren't even going to take it. No, no, I wasn't. But that didn't sound right. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing up. I was going to mention about reality shows um, was is it, interesting, right? So one of my one of my good friends who lives in Pittsburgh. Um, he was approached years ago. He's got a pretty, got a pretty cool company. Um, does a lot of cool stuff. Got created a cool creative environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe at one point he was approached. I don't know how serious the conversations were about doing a reality show, and he was like, "Nope." I okay. I, I think to like you have to be. Like I think a lot of people that go on reality shows, they're they're stepping it. They're like they're they're taking maybe wannabe actors and actresses and some of like on these dating shows, and they're just getting exposure. Right. The reason yeah. they're going on is because you've got to like you're putting a lot of stuff out there. And then for some of these where it's more of a professional craft type of thing, like like um, what are the guys who did the uh, the the choppers? Oh, uh, American Chopper, the tunnels. yeah, American, yeah, the, the tunnels that make tunnels. Like, yeah, that created a whole bunch of you know, and they, again, to make the compelling program, they had to create a bunch of drama, and the the father son had a falling out. I don't know. They yeah, had, it, it ultimately led to the two of them becoming estranged from each other because of the the stress that the production put on yeah. and all the the stuff yeah. that they started between them for dramatic purposes ended up blowing up. And yeah. becoming actual problems, so yeah, I don't. Want, my friend I don't, was like, my, like, I don't want, like, I don't want. It's not worth it. Like, I'm, whatever I would get out of it would not be worth. But he exposing is, my my myself and my family to all that. But he is fat. He would be fascinating. He he would. Dan, Dan is Dan is a different kind of cat. <laughs> don't leave names out of this. We never said that. <laughs> why do I, why like he did like push people towards the shop, man? Like the guy does good stuff. And, and is is an eccentric person that is he's kind of fascinating. So yeah, yeah. I'd watch but he, that. He, he, but you wouldn't, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they would make it interesting, and I'm sure Problem they would what? weave narratives, and it would come across that it wouldn't be 100 percent authentic. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Is he is a hundred percent authentic of what he does and who he, who he cares about. And so like he, depending on how much control he had over it, it yeah. having him portrayed in a negative light at all would be damn or would be unfair to him right so, but yeah yeah all right go get your massage go get rubbed down on a stranger and crown zero <laughs> well that's who was calling so i'm guessing they might have canceled because that was the that's why i looked at my phone uh, um, was it was from from they don't want to rub down a stranger in the greater seattle area uh, <laughs> they were just going to do my shoulders it doesn't matter <laughs> i don't know what the greater seattle is slang for but oh wait i get it uh, uh, <laughs> that was a joke. Right. And you can follow and get more jokes by following us on Twitter mm-hmm. at follow at least uh, the show at Match Wits. 
Uh, you can follow Chris at Acquired Wit um, when he's not um, chasing around uh, naked Chernobyl stars. Um, he occasionally <laughs> will post uh, uh, content. You can go to our website, uh, matchwits.com. Uh, of course, uh, give us a rating review, provide any feedback through your podcasting application of choice. And with that, Christopher, take us out. I bid you adieu. Later. Very much.